0: Maitrayaniya Upanishad translated by Max Muller This LibriVox recording is in the public domain For more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org Recording by Jyoti Taravanath First prapathaka The laying of the formerly described sacrificial fires is indeed the sacrifice of Brahman. Therefore, let the sacrificer, after he has laid those fires, meditate on the self. Thus only does the sacrificer becomes complete and faultless. But who is to be meditated on? He who is called prana, breath. Of him there is this story. A king named Brihadaratha having established his son in his sovereignty, went into the forest because he considered this body as transient and had obtained freedom from all desires. Having performed the highest penance, he stands there with uplifted arms, looking up to the sun. At the end of a thousand days, the saint Sakayana who knew the self came near, burning with splendor, like a fire without smoke. He said to the king, rise, rise, choose a boon. The king bowing before him said, O saint, I know not the self. Thou knowest the essence of the self. We have heard so, teach it. Us. Sakayana replied, This was achieved of yore, but what thou askest is difficult to obtain. O Aikshwaka, choose other pleasures. The king, touching the saint's feet with his head, recited this Gata. O Saint, what is the use of the enjoyment of pleasures? in this offensive pitless body a mere mass of bones skin sinew marrow flesh seed blood mucus tears phlegm odour water bile and slime what is the use of the enjoyment of pleasures in this body which is assailed by lust, hatred, greed, delusion, fear, anguish, jealousy, separation from what is loved, union with what is not loved, hunger, thirst, old age, death, illness, grief, and other evils. And we see that all this is perishable, as these flies, gnats, and other insects, as herbs and trees growing and decaying. And what of these? There are other great ones, mighty wielders of bows, rulers of empires, Sudhyumma, Buridhyumma, Indrayumma, Kuvalayasva, Yayuvanasva, Vadrayasva, Asvapati, Sasbindo, Harishchandra, Ambarisha, Nahausha, Ananta, Saryati, Yayati, Anaranya, Ukshasena, etc., and kings such as Maruta, Bharata, Danushyanti, and others who before the eyes of their whole family surrendered the greatest happiness and passed on from this world to that. And what of these? There are other great ones. We see the destruction of Gandharvas, Asuras, Yakshas, Rakshasas, Bhutas, Ganas, Pisachas, Snakes and Vampires. And what of these? There is the drying up of other great oceans, the falling of mountains, the moving of the pole star, the cutting of the wind ropes that hold the stars, the submergence of the earth, and the departure of the gods, Suras, from their place. In such a world as this, what is the use of the enjoyment of pleasures if he who has fed on them is seen to return to this world again and again. Design, therefore, to take me out. In this world I am like a frog in a dry well. O Saint, Thou art my way. Thou art my way. End of First Prapataka Recording by Jyoti Tharavanath Second Prapataka of Maitrayaniya Upanishad Translated by Max Muller This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jyoti Taravanath Then the Saint Sakayanya, well pleased, said to the king, Great king of Brihadrata, thou banner of the race of Ikshavaku, quickly obtaining a knowledge of self thou art happy and art renowned by the name of marut the wind this indeed is thyself which O saint said the king then the saint said to him he who without stopping the out breathing proceeds upwards from the stula to the sukshma sarta and who modified by impressions and yet not modified drives away the darkness of error he is the self thus said the saint maitri and sakayanya said to the king of brihadrata he who in perfect rest rising from his body both from the stula and sukshma and reaching the highest light comes forth in his own form he is the self thus said sakayanya this is the immortal the fearless this is brahman now then this is the science of brahman and the science of all upanishads o king which was told us by the saint maitri i shall tell it to thee we hear in the sacred records that there were once the Valakhilyas who had left off all evil, who were vigorous and passionless. They said to the Prajapati, Kratu, O saint, this body is without intelligence, like a cart. To what supernatural being? Belongs this great power by which such a body has been made intelligent? Or who is the driver? What thou knowest, O saint, tell us that?" Prajapati answered and said, He who in the sruti is called standing above like passionless ascetics, amidst the objects of the world, he indeed, the pure, clean, undeveloped, tranquil, breathless, bodiless, endless, imperishable, firm, everlasting, unborn, independent one, stands in his own greatness and by him has this body been made intelligent and he is also the driver of it. They said, O saint, how has this been made intelligent by such a being as this which has no desires, and how is he its driver? He answered them and said, that self which is very small, invisible, Incomprehensible, called Purusha, dwells of his own will here in part, just as a man who is fast asleep awakes of his own will. And this part of the self, which is entirely intelligent, reflected in man as the sun in different vessels of water, knowing the body, Attested by his conceiving, willing, and believing is Prajapati, lord of creatures, called Visva. By him, the intelligent, is this body made intelligent, and he is the driver thereof. They said to him, O saint, if this has been made intelligent by such a being as this, which has no desires, and if he is the driver thereof, how was it? He answered them and said, In the beginning, Prajapati, the Lord of Creatures, stood alone. He had no happiness when alone. Meditating on himself, he created many creatures. He looked on them and saw they were like a stone without understanding and standing like a lifeless post. He had no happiness. He thought, I shall enter within that they may awake. Making himself like air, Vayu, he entered within. Being one, he could not do it. Then dividing himself fivefold, He is called prana, apana, samana, udana, vyana. Now that air which rises upwards is prana, that which moves downwards is apana, that by which these two are supposed to be held is vyana, that which carries the grosser material of food to the Apana and brings the subtler material to each limb has the name Samana. After these Prana, Apana, Samana comes the work of Vyana and between them the Prana, Apana and Samana on one side and the Vyana on the other comes the rising of the udana. That which brings up or carries down what has been drunk and eaten is the udana. Now the Upamsu vessel or Prana depends on the Antriyama vessel, Apana. And the Antriyama vessel, Apana, on the Upamsu vessel, Prana. And between these two, the self-resplendent, self-produced heat. This heat is the Purusha, person, and this Purusha is Agni Visvanara. And thus it is said elsewhere, Agni Visvanara is the fire within man by which the food that is eaten is cooked, that is digested. Its noise is what one hears if one covers one's ears. When a man, is on the point of departing this life. He does not hear that noise. Now he, having divided himself fivefold, is hidden in a secret place, buddhi, assuming the nature of mind, having the pranas as his body, resplendent, having true concepts, and free like ether, Feeling even thus, that he has not attained his object, he thinks from within the interior of the heart. Let me enjoy objects. Therefore, having first broken open these five apertures of the senses, he enjoys the objects by means of the five reins. This means that these perceptive organs ear skin eye tongue nose or his reins the active organs tongue for speaking hands feet anus generative organ his horses the body his chariot the mind the charioteer the whip being the temperament driven by that whip This body goes round like the wheel driven by the potter. This body is made intelligent and he is the driver thereof. This is indeed the self who seeming to be filled with desires and seeming to be overcome by bright or dark fruits of action wanders about in every body, himself remaining free. Because he is not manifest, because he is infinitely small, because he is invisible, because he cannot be grasped, because he is attached to nothing, therefore he Seeming to be changing, an agent in that which is not Prakriti, is in reality not an agent and unchanging. He is pure, firm, stable, undefiled, unmoved, free from desire, remaining a spectator, resting in himself. Having concealed himself in the cloak of the three qualities, he appears as the enjoyer of Rita, as the enjoyer of Rita, of his good works. End of Second Prapataka Recording by Jyoti Taravanath Prapataka of Maitrayaniya Upanishad Translated by Max Muller This LibriVox recording is in the public domain Recording by Jyoti Taravanath The Valakilyas said to Prajapati Kratu, O Saint If Thou dost show us the greatness of that self then who is that other, different one, also called self, who really, overcome by bright and dark fruits of action, enters on a good or bad birth, downward or upward is his course, and overcome by the pairs, distinction between hot and cold, pleasure and pain, etc., he roams about. Prajapati Krathu replied, there is indeed that other different one called the elemental self, Bhutatma, who overcome by bright and dark fruits of action enters on a good or bad birth. Downward or upward is his course and overcome by the pairs he roams about. And this is his explanation. The five tanmatras, sound, touch, form, taste, smell, are called Bhuta. Also, the five Mahabhutas, gross elements, are called Bhuta. Then the aggregate of all these is called Sarira, body. And lastly, he of whom it was said that he dwelt in the body, he is called Bhutatma, the elemental self, Thus, his immortal self is like a drop of water on a lotus leaf, and he himself is overcome by the qualities of nature. Then, because he is thus overcome, he becomes bewildered, and because he is bewildered, he saw not the Creator, the Holy Lord, abiding within himself carried along by the waves of the qualities, darkened in his imaginations, unstable, fickle, crippled, full of desires, vacillating, he enters into belief, believing I am he, this is mine. He binds his self by his self as a bird with a net. And overcome afterwards by the fruits of what he has done, he enters on a good and bad birth. Downward or upward is his course, and overcome by the pairs he roams about. They asked, which is it? And he answered them. This also has elsewhere been said, he who acts is the elemental self. He who causes to act by means of the organs, is the inner man, antapurusha. Now, as even a ball of iron, pervaded, overcome by fire, and hammered by smiths, becomes manifold, assumes different forms such as crooked, round, large, small, thus the elemental self, pervaded, overcome by the inner man, and hammered by the qualities becomes manifold and the four tribes, mammals, birds, etc., the 14 worlds, pur, etc., with all the number of beings multiplied 84 times, all this appears as manifoldness and those multiplied things are impelled by man, purusha, as the wheel by the potter. And as when the ball of iron is hammered, the fire is not overcome, so the inner man is not overcome, but the elemental self is overcome because it has united itself with the elements. And it has been said elsewhere, this body produced from marriage and endowed with growth in darkness came forth by the urinary passage, was built up with bones, bedaubed with flesh, thatched with skin, filled with odour, urine, bile, slime, marrow, fat, oil, and many impurities besides, like a treasury full of treasures. And it has been said elsewhere, bewilderment, fear, grief, sleep, sloth, carelessness, decay, sorrow, hunger, thirst, niggardliness wrath, infidelity, ignorance, envy, cruelty, folly, shamelessness, meanness, pride, changeability. These the results of the quality of darkness thama inward thirst fondness passion covetousness unkindness love hatred deceit jealousy vain restlessness fickleness unstableness emulation greed patronizing of friends family pride, aversion to disagreeable objects, devotion to agreeable objects, whispering, prodigality, these are the results of the quality of passion, rajas. By these he is filled, by these he is overcome, and therefore This elemental self assumes manifold forms. Yes, manifold forms. End of Third Prapataka Recording by Jyoti Taravanat. Fourth Prapataka of Maitrayaniya Upanishad Translated by Max Muller This LibriVox recording is in the public domain Recording by Jyoti Taravanat. The Valakiliyas, whose passions were subdued, approached him full of amazement and said, O Saint, we bow before Thee teach thou for thou art the way and there is no other for us. What process is there for the elemental self by which after leaving this identity with the elemental body, he obtains union with the true self? Prajapati Kratu said to him, it has been said elsewhere Like the waves in large rivers, that which has been done before cannot be turned back. And like the tide of the sea, the approach of death is hard to stem. Bound by the fetters of the fruits of good and evil, like a cripple without freedom, like a man in prison, beset by many fears, like one standing before Yama, the judge of the dead, intoxicated by the wine of illusion, like one intoxicated by wine rushing about, like one possessed by an evil spirit, bitten by the world, like one bitten by a great serpent, darkened by passion, like the night, illusory, like magic, false, like a dream, pitless, like the inside of the Kadali, changing its dress in a moment, like an actor, fair in appearance, like a painted wall. Thus they call him, and therefore it is said, sound, touch, and other things are like nothings, If the elemental self is attached to them, it will not remember the highest place. This is indeed the remedy for the elemental self, acquirement of the knowledge of the Veda, performance of one's own duty, therefore conformity on the part of each man to the order to which he happens to belong. This is indeed the rule for one's own duty, other performances are like the mere branches of a stem. Through it, one obtains the highest above, otherwise one falls downward. Thus is one's own duty declared, which is to be found in the Vedas. No one belongs truly to an order asrama who transgresses his own law and if people say that a man does not belong to any of the orders and that he is an ascetic this is wrong though on the other hand no one who is not an ascetic brings his sacrificial works to perfection or obtains knowledge of the highest self. For thus it is said, by ascetic penance, goodness is obtained. From goodness, understanding is reached. From understanding, the self is obtained, and he who has obtained that does not return. Brahman is. Thus said one who knew the science of Brahman. And this penance is the door to Brahman. Thus said one who by penance had cast off all sin. The syllable Om is the manifest greatness of Brahman. Thus said one who well grounded in Brahman always meditates on it. Therefore, by knowledge, by penance, and by meditation is Brahman gained. Thus, one goes beyond Brahman, Hiranyagarbha, and to a divinity higher than the gods. Nay, he who knows this and worships Brahman by these three, by knowledge, penance, and meditation, obtains bliss imperishable, infinite, and unchangeable. Then freed from those things, the senses of the body, etc., by which he was filled and overcome, a mere charioteer, he obtains union with the self. The Valakilyas said, O Saint, thou art the teacher, thou art the teacher. What thou hast said has been properly laid up in our mind. Now answer us a further question. Agni, Vayu, Aditya, Time, Kala, which is breath, Prana, Food, Anna, Brahma, Rudra, Vishnu, thus do some meditate on one some on another. Say, which of these is the best for us? He said to them, these are but the chief manifestations of the highest, the immortal, the incorporeal Brahman. He who is devoted to one rejoices here in his world presence. Thus he said, Brahman indeed is all this, and a man may meditate on, worship or discard also those which are its chief manifestations. With these deities, he proceeds to higher and higher worlds, and when all things perish, he becomes one with the Purusha. Yes. With the Purusha. End of Fourth Prapataka. Recording by Jyoti Taravanat. Fifth Prapataka of Maitrayani Upanishad. Translated by Max Muller. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jyoti Taravanath. Next follows Kutsayana's Hymn of Praise. Thou art Brahma, and thou art Vishnu. Thou art Rudra, thou Prajapati. Thou art Agni, Varuna, Vayu. Thou art Indra, thou the moon. Thou art Anna, the food or the eater. Thou art Yama. Thou art the earth. Thou art all. Thou art the imperishable. In thee, all things exist in many forms, whether for their natural or for their own higher ends. Lord of the universe, glory to thee. Thou art the self of all. Thou art the maker of all, the enjoyer of all. Thou art all life and the lord of all pleasure and joy glory to thee the tranquil the deeply hidden the incomprehensible the immeasurable without beginning and without end in the beginning darkness tamas alone was this It was in the highest and moved by the highest. It becomes uneven. Thus it becomes obscurity, rajas. Then this obscurity being moved becomes uneven. Thus it becomes goodness, sattva. Then this goodness being moved the essence flowed forth. This is that part or state of self which is entirely intelligent, reflected in man as the sun is in different vessels of water. Knowing the body, Kshetrajnana, attested by his conceiving, willing and believing, it is Prajapati called Viswa. His manifestations have been declared before. Now that part of him, which belongs to darkness, that, O students, is he who is called Rudra. That part of him, which belongs to obscurity, that, O students, is he who is called Brahma. That part of him, which belongs to goodness. That, O students, is he who is called Vishnu. He being one, becomes three, becomes eight, becomes eleven, becomes twelve, becomes infinite. Because he thus came to be, he is the being. He moves about having entered all beings he has become the lord of all beings he is the self within and without yes within and without end of 5th prapathaka recording by jyoti Taravanath. Stanzas 1 to 21 of the 6th Prapataka of Maitreyaniya Upanishad Translated by Max Muller This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jyoti Tarvanat. He, the Self, bears the Self in two ways. As he who is prana, breath, and as he who is Aditya, the sun. Therefore, there are two parts for him, within and without, and they both turn back in a day and night. The sun is the outer self. The inner self is breath. Hence, the motion of the inner self is inferred from The motion of the outer self for thus it is said he who knows and has thrown off all evil the overseer of the senses the pure-minded firmly grounded in the self and looking away from all earthly objects he is the same likewise The motion of the outer self is inferred from the motion of the inner self. For thus it is said, He who within the sun is the golden person, who looks upon this earth from his golden place, he is the same, who after entering the inner lotus of the heart, devours food, perceives, sensuous objects etc and he who having entered the inner lotus of the heart devours food the same having gone to the sky as the fire of the sun called time and being invisible devours all beings as his food what is that lotus and of what is it made the walikilias ask That lotus is the same as the ether, the four quarters, and the four intermediate points or its leaves. These two, breath and the sun, move on near to each other, in the heart and in the ether. Let him worship these two with the syllable, OM, with the Vyāhrithi words, Bhū, Bhūvā, Sāvā, and with the Savitri hymn. There are two forms of Brahman, the material effect and the immaterial cause. The material is false. The immaterial is true. That which is true is Brahman. That which is Brahman is light. And that which is light is the sun. And this sun became the self of that OM. He divided himself threefold. For OM consists of three letters. A, U, M. Through them all this is contained in him. As warp and woo. For thus it is said. Meditate on that sun as Om. Join yourself, the breath, with the self of the sun. And thus it has been said elsewhere, the Udgita of the Samaveda is the Pranava of the Rig Veda. And the Pranava is the Udgita. And thus the sun is Udgita and he is Pranava or Om. For thus it is said, the Udgita, called Pranava, the leader in the performance of sacrifices, the bright, the sleepless, free from old age and death, three-footed, consisting of three letters, A, U, UM, and likewise to be known as five-fold, five pranas placed in the cave and it is also said the three-footed Brahman has its root upward the branches are ether, wind fire water earth etc this one Aswatha by name the world is Brahman and of it that is the light which is called the Sun and it is also called the light of that syllable Om. therefore let him forever worship that breath and sun as manifestations of Brahman with the syllable O. He alone enlightens us. For thus it is said, this alone is the pure syllable. This alone is the highest syllable. He who knows that syllable only, whatever he desires is his. And thus, it has been said elsewhere, this Om is the sound endowed body of him, Pranadityatman. This is his gender endowed body, namely, feminine, masculine, neuter. This is his light endowed body, namely, Agni, Vayu, Aditya. This is his Lord endowed body, namely Brahma, Rudra, Vishnu. This is his mouth endowed body, namely Garahapatya, Dakshinangini, Ahavanya. This is his knowledge endowed body, namely Rik, Yajus, Saman. This is his world endowed body, namely, Bu Bua Sava. This is his time endowed body, namely, Past, Present, Future. This is his heat endowed body, namely, Breath, Fire, Sun. This is his growth endowed body namely, food, water, moon. This is his thought-endowed body, namely, intellect, mind, personality. This is his breath-endowed body, namely, prana, apana, vyana. Therefore, by the aforesaid syllable, om, are all these here enumerated bodies praised and identified with the pranadityatman. For thus it is said, O Satyakama, the syllable Om is the high and the low Brahman. This world was unuttered. Then forsooth, Prajapati, having brooded, uttered it in the words bu Bhūva, Sāva. This is the grossest body of that Prajāpati, consisting of the three worlds. Of that body, Sāva is the head, Bhūva the navel, bu the feet, the sun the eye. For in the eye is fixed man's great measure, because with the eye he makes all measurements. The eye is truth, satyam, for the person purusha, dwelling in the eye, proceeds to all things, knows all objects with certainty. Therefore let a man worship with the vyahritis, bhū, bhuva, sava, for thus prajapati, the self of all, is worshipped as the sun the eye of all for thus it is said this the sun is prajapati's all supporting body for in it this all is hid by the light of the sun and in this all it the light is hid therefore this is worshipped the savitri begins tat Savitur. Varenaya, that is, this of Savitri, to be chosen. Here the Aditya son is Savitri, and the same is to be chosen by the lover of self, thus say the Brahma teachers. Then follows the next foot in the Savitri, Bhargo Devasya that that is, the splendor of the god we meditate on. Here the god is Savitri, and therefore he who is called his splendor, him I meditate on. Thus say the Brahma teachers. Then follows the last foot, the yoyona prajodaya, that is, who should stir up our thoughts. Here, the diu are thoughts, and he should stir these up for us, thus says the Brahma teachers. He now explains the word bargas. Now he who is called bargas, is he who is placed in yonder Aditya sun, or he who is the pupil in the eye. And he is so called because his going, Gati, is by race, bhabik, or because he parches, bargayati, and makes the world to shrivel up. Rudra is called bargas, thus say the Brahma teachers. Or, bha means that he lights up these worlds, ra, that he delights these beings. Ga, that these creatures go to him and come from him; therefore, being a baraga, he is called Bhargas. Surya, sun, is so called because soma is continually squeezed out. Su, Savitri, sun, is so called because he brings forth. Su, Aditya sun is so-called because he takes up Adha, Vepa or the life of man, Pavana is so-called because he purifies, Pu, Apas water is so-called because it nourishes, Pya. And it is said, surely the self-absorbed in prana breath which is called immortal, is the thinker, the perceiver, the goer, the evacuator, the delighter, the doer, the speaker, the taster, the smeller, the seer, the hearer, and he touches. He is Vibhu, the pervader, who has entered into the body, and it is said and the same self is also called Isa Lord Sambhu Bhava Rudra Tamasa Prajapati Lord of Creatures Visvasaraj Creature of All Hiranyagarba, Satyam Truth Prana Breath Hamsa Rajasa Sastri Ruler. Vishnu, Narayana, Satvika, Arka, Savitri, Datri, Supporter, Vidatri, Creator, Samraj, King, Indra, Indu, Moon. He is also he who warms the sun hidden by the thousand eyed golden egg as one fire by another. He used to be thought after he used to be sought after having said farewell to all living beings having gone to the forest and having renounced all sensuous objects let man perceive the self from his own body see him who assumes all forms the golden who knows all things, who ascends highest, alone in his splendor, and warms us. The thousand-rayed, who abides in a hundred places, the spirit of all creatures, the sun rises. Therefore, He who by knowing this, has become the self of both breath and sun, meditates, while meditating on them on his self, sacrifices, while sacrificing to them to his self, this meditation, the mind thus absorbed in these acts, is praised by the wise. Then let him purify the contamination of the mind by the verse Ukishto Pahatam, etc Be it food left or food defiled by left food, be it food given by a sinner, food coming from a dead person, or from one impure from childbirth. May the purifying power of Vasu, may Agni and the rays of Savitri purify it and all my sin. First, before eating, he surrounds the offered food with water in rinsing his mouth, then saying, Swaha to Prana, Swaha to Apana, Swaha to Vyana, Swaha to Samana, Swaha to Udana, he offers the food with five invocations in the fire of the mouth. What is over, he eats in silence, and then he surrounds the food once more afterwards with water, rinsing the mouth after his meal. Having washed let him, after sacrificing to himself, meditate on his self with these two verses. Prano jina and Visvosi, namely, may the highest self as breath, as fire, digestive heat, as consisting of the five vital airs, having entered the body, himself Satisfied, satisfy all, he who protects all. Thou art Visva, all. Thou art Visvanara, fire. All that is born is upheld by thee. May all offerings enter into thee. Creatures live where thou grantest immortality to all. He who eats according to this rule does not in turn become food for others. There is something else to be known. There is a further modification of this self-sacrifice, the eating, namely the food and the eater thereof. This is the explanation. The thinking purusha, person, when he abides within the pradhana, nature, is the feeder who feeds on the food supplied by prakriti, nature. The elemental self is truly his food, his maker being pradhana, nature. Therefore, what is composed of the three qualities, gunas, is the food, but the person within is the feeder. And for this, The evidence is supplied by the senses. For animals spring from seed, and as the seed is the food, therefore it is clear that what is food is pradhana, the seed or cause of everything. Therefore, as has been said, the purusha person is the eater, prakriti the food and, abiding within it, he feeds. All that begins with the mahat, power of intellect, and ends with the viseshas, elements, being developed from the distinction of nature with its three qualities, is the sign that there must be a purusha, an intelligent subject. And in this manner, the way with its fourteen steps has been explained. This is comprehended in the following verse. This world is indeed the food, called pleasure, pain and error, the result of the three qualities. There is no laying hold of the taste of the seed cause, so long as there is no development in the shape of effect. And in its three stages also, it has the character of food as childhood, youth, and old age. For because these are developed, therefore there is in them the character of food. And in the following manner does the perception of pradhana nature take place after it has become manifest. Intellect and the rest, such as determination, conception, consciousness, or for the tasting of the effects of pradhana. Then there are the five perceptive organs intended for the five objects of senses, for to taste them, and thus are all acts of the five active organs and the acts of the five pranas, or vital airs, for the tasting of their corresponding objects. Thus what is manifest of nature is food and what is not manifest is food. The enjoyer of it is without qualities. But because he has the quality of being an enjoyer, it follows that he possesses intelligence. As Agni fire, is the food eater among the gods, and Soma the food, so he who knows this eats food by Agni, is not defiled by food as little as Agni, the sacrificial fire. This elemental self called Soma food is also called Agni, as having undeveloped nature for its mouth, as enjoying through nature and being independent of it because it is said the purusha person enjoys nature with its three qualities by the mouth of undeveloped nature he who knows this is an ascetic a yogin he is a performer of the self-sacrifice and he who does not touch the objects of the senses when they intrude on him, as no one would touch a woman intruding into an empty house, he is an ascetic, a yogin, a performer of the self-sacrifice. This is the highest form of self. Namely, food, for this prana, this body, subsists on food. If it eats not, it cannot perceive hear, touch, see, smell, taste, and it loses the vital airs. For thus it is said, If it eats, then in full possession of the vital airs, it can perceive, hear, touch, speak, taste, smell, see, and thus it is said, From food are born all creatures that live on earth. Afterwards, they live on food and in the end, when they die, they return to it. And thus it is said elsewhere, Surely, all these creatures run about day and night wishing to catch food. The sun takes food with his rays and by it he shines. These vital airs digest when sprinkled with food. Fire flares up by food, and by Brahma, Prajapati, desirous of food, has all this been made. Therefore, let a man worship food as his self. For thus it is said, from food creatures are born, by food they grow when born, because it is eaten and because it eats creatures therefore it is called food annam and thus it is said elsewhere this food is the body of the blessed vishnu called visvabrith all-sustaining breath is the essence of food mind of breath knowledge of mind joy of knowledge He who knows this is possessed of food, breath, mind, knowledge and joy. Whatever creatures here on earth eat food, abiding in them he who knows this eats food. Food has been called undecaying. Food has been called worshipful. Food is the breath of animals. Food is the oldest food has been called the physician and thus it has been said elsewhere food is the cause of all this time of food and the sun is a cause of time the visible form of time is the year consisting of 12 months made up of nimishas twinklings and other measures of the year, one half, when the sun moves northward, belongs to Agni, the other to Varuna, when the sun moves southward. That which belongs to Agni begins with the asterism of Magha and ends with half of the asterism of Sarvasta, the sun stepping down northward. That which belongs to Soma instead of Varuna begins with the asterism of Asleha, sacred to the serpents, and ends with the half of the asterism of Sarvishta, the sun stepping up southward. And then there are the months, one by one, belonging to the year, each consisting of nine-thirds of asterisms. Two asterisms and a quarter being the twelfth part of the passage of the sun through the 27 nakshatras, each determined by the sun moving together with the asterisms. Because time is imperceptible by sense, therefore this, the progress of the sun, etc., is its evidence, and by it alone is time proved to exist. Without proof, there is no apprehension of what is to be proved. But even what is to be proved can become proof, for the sake of making itself known, if the parts, the twinklings, etc., can be distinguished from the whole time. For thus it is said As many portions of time as there are, through them the sun proceeds. He who worships time as Brahman, From him, time moves away very far. And thus it is said, from time all beings flow. From time they grow. In time they obtain rest. Time is visible sun and invisible moments. There are two forms of Brahman, time and non-time. That which was before the existence of the sun is non-time and has no parts. That which had its beginning from the sun is time and has parts. Of that which has parts, the ear is the form, and from the ear are born all creatures. When produced by the ear, they grow and go again to rest in the ear. Therefore, the ear is Prajapati, is time, is food, is the nest of Brahman, is self. Thus it is said, time ripens and dissolves all beings in the great self. But he who knows into what time itself is dissolved, he is the knower of the Veda. This manifest time is the great ocean of creatures. He who is called Savitri, the sun as Begetta, dwells in it, from whence the moon, stars, planets, the year and the rest are begotten. From them again comes all this, and thus whatever of good or evil is seen in this world comes from them. Therefore, Brahman is the self of the sun, and a man should worship the sun under the name of time. Some say the sun is Brahman, and thus it is said, the sacrificer the deity that enjoys the sacrifice, the oblation, the hymn, the sacrifice, Vishnu, Prajapati, all this is the Lord, the witness that shines in yonder orb. In the beginning, Brahman was all this. He was one and infinite, infinite in the east, infinite in the south, infinite in In the West, infinite in the North, above and below and everywhere, infinite. East and the other regions do not exist for him, nor across, nor below, nor above. The highest self is not to be fixed. He is unlimited, unborn not to be reasoned about, not to be conceived. He is like the ether everywhere and at the destruction of the universe he alone is awake. Thus from that ether he wakes all this world which consists of thought only and by him alone is all this meditated on and in him it is dissolved. His is that luminous form which shines in the sun and the manifold light in the smokeless fire and the heat which in the stomach digests the food. Thus it is said, he who is in the fire and he who is in the heart and he who is in the sun they are one and the same. He who knows this becomes one with the one. This is a rule for achieving it. Namely, concentration of the mind on the object of meditation, restraint of the breath, restraint of the senses, meditation, fixed attention, investigation, absorption, these Or called the sixfold yoga. When beholding by this yoga, he beholds the gold colored maker, the Lord, the person, Brahman, the cause. Then the sage, leaving behind good and evil, makes everything breath, organs of sense, body, etc., to be one in the highest indestructible in the pratyatman or brahman and thus it is said as birds and deer do not approach a burning mountain so sins never approach those who know brahman and thus it is said elsewhere when he who knows has while he is still prana breath restrained his mind and placed all objects of the senses far away from himself then let him remain without any conceptions and because the living person called prana breath has been produced here on earth from that which is not prana the thinking self therefore let this prana merge the prana himself in what is called the fourth And thus it is said, what is without thought, though placed in the centre of thought, what cannot be thought, the hidden, the highest, let a man merge his thought there, then will this living being linger be without attachment. And thus it has been said elsewhere, there is the superior fixed attention, dharana for him. Namely, if he presses the tip of the tongue down the palate and restrains voice, mind and breath, he sees Brahman by discrimination, tarka. And when, after the cessation of mind, he sees his own self, smaller than small and shining as the highest self, then having seen his self as the self, he becomes selfless, and because he is selfless, he is without limit, without cause, absorbed in thought. This is the highest mystery, namely, final liberation. And thus it is said through the serenity of the thought, he kills all actions, good or bad. His self-serene, abiding in the self, obtains imperishable bliss. And thus it has been said elsewhere, the artery called Sushmana, going upwards from the heart to the brahmanandra, serving as the passage of the prana, is divided within the palate. Through that artery, when it has been joined by the breath, held in subjection by the sacred syllable, Om, and by the mind absorbed in the contemplation of Brahman, let him proceed upwards. And after turning the tip of the tongue to the palate without using any of the organs of sense, let greatness perceive greatness. From thence, he goes to selflessness and through selflessness, he ceases to be an enjoyer of pleasure and pain. He obtains aloneness, kevalatva, final deliverance. And thus it is said, having successively fixed the breath after it had been restrained in the palate, thence having crossed the limit, the life, Let him join himself afterwards to the limitless Brahman in the crown of the head. End of Stanzas 1 to 21 of the 6th Prapataka of Maitrayaniya Upanishad Recording by Jyoti Taravanath Stanzas 22-38 to of the Sixth Prapataka of Maitrayaniya Upanishad Translated by Max Muller This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jyoti Taravannath And thus it has been said elsewhere, Two Brahmans have to be meditated on, The Word and the Non-Word. By the word alone is the non-word revealed. Now there is the word Om, moving upward by it, where all words and all what is meant by them ceases. He arrives at absorption in the non-word Brahman. This is the way, this is the immortal, this is union and this is bliss. And as the spider moving upward by the thread gains free space, thus also he who meditates moving upward by the syllable Om gains independence. Other teachers of the word as Brahman think otherwise. They listen to the sound of the ether within the heart while they stop the ears with the thumbs. They compare it to seven noises, like rivers, like a bell, like a brazen vessel, like the wheels of a carriage, like the croaking of frogs, like rain, and as if a man speaks in a cavern. Having passed beyond this variously apprehended sound and having settled in the supreme soundless non-word unmanifested Brahman, they become undistinguished and undistinguishable as various flavours of the flowers are lost in the taste of honey. And thus it is said, two Brahmans are to be known, the word Brahman and the highest Brahman. He who is perfect in the word Brahman attains the highest Brahman. And thus it has been said elsewhere. The syllable Om is what is called the word and its end is the silent. The soundless, fearless, sorrowless, joyful, satisfied, firm, unwavering, immortal, immovable, certain Brahman called Vishnu. Let him worship these two, that he may obtain what is higher than everything, final deliverance. For thus it is said. He who is the High and the Highest God, by name Omkara, he is soundless and free from all distinctions. Therefore, let a man dwell on him in the crown of his head. And thus it has been said elsewhere, the body is the bow, the syllable Om is the arrow, Its point is the mind. Having cut through the darkness, which consists of ignorance, it approaches that which is not covered by darkness. Then having cut through that which was covered, the personal soul, he saw Brahman flashing like a wheel on fire, bright like the sun, vigorous, beyond all darkness that which shines forth in yonder sun in the moon in the fire in the lightning and having seen him he obtains immortality and thus it has been said meditation is directed to the highest being brahman within and before to the objects body OM, mind, thence the indistinct understanding becomes distinct. And when the works of the mind are dissolved, then that bliss, which requires no other weakness, that is Brahman, Atman, the immortal, the brilliant, that is the way, that is the true world and thus it has been said elsewhere he who has his senses hidden as in sleep and who while in the cavern of his senses his body but no longer ruled by them sees as in a dream with the purest intellect him who is called pranava om, the leader the bright the sleepless free from old age from death and sorrow, he is himself also called Pranava and becomes a leader, bright, sleepless, free from old age, from death and sorrow. And thus it is said, because in this manner he joins the Prana breath, the Om and this universe in its manifold forms, or because they join themselves to him Therefore, this process of meditation is called yoga, joining the oneness of breath, mind, and senses, and then the surrendering of all conceptions. That is called yoga. And thus, it has also been said elsewhere, as a sportsman, after drawing out the denizens of the waters with a net, offers them as a sacrifice in the fire of his stomach. Thus are these pranas, vital airs, after they have been drawn out with the syllable Om, offered in the faultless fire, Brahman. Hence, he is like a heated vessel, full of clarified butter. For as the clarified butter, in the heated vessel, lights up, when touched with grass and sticks, thus does this being, which is called not-breath, atman, light up, when touched by the pranas, the vital airs. And that which flares up, that is the manifest form of Brahman, that is the highest place of Vishnu, that is the essence of Rudra. And this dividing his self in endless ways fills all these worlds. And thus it is said, as the sparks from the fire and as the rays from the sun, thus do his pranas and the rest in proper order again and again proceed from here on earth. And thus it has also been said elsewhere, this is the heat of the highest, the immortal, the incorporeal Brahman, namely the warmth of the body. And this body is the clarified butter, poured on it by which the heat of Brahman, otherwise invisible, is lighted up. Then being manifest, it is placed in the ether of the heart. Then by concentration they thus remove that ether which is within the heart, so that its light appears as it were. Therefore, the worshipper becomes identified with that light without much delay. As a ball of iron, if placed in the earth, becomes earth without much delay. And as when it has once become a clod of earth, fire and smiths have nothing more to do with that ball of iron thus does thought without delay disappear together with its support and thus it is said the shrine which consists of the ether in the heart the blissful the highest retreat that is our own that is our goal and that is the heat and brightness of the fire and the sun and thus it has been said elsewhere After having left behind the body, the organs of sense and the objects of sense, as no longer belonging to us, and having seized the bow, whose stick is fortitude and whose string is asceticism, having struck down also with the arrow, which consists in freedom from egotism, the first guardian of the door of Brahman, For if man looks at the world egotistically, then taking the diadem of passion, the carings of greed and envy, and the staff of sloth, sleep, and sin, and having seized the bow whose string is anger and whose stick is lust, he destroys with the arrow which consists of wishes all beings. Having therefore killed that guardian, he crosses by means of the boat, Om, to the other side of the ether within the heart. And when the ether becomes revealed as Brahman, he enters slowly, as a miner seeking minerals in a mine, into the hall of Brahman. After that, let him, by means of the doctrine of his teacher, break through the shrine of Brahman which consists of the four nets, of food, breath, mind, knowledge, till he reaches the last shrine, that of blessedness and identity with Brahman. Thenceforth, pure, clean, undeveloped, tranquil, breathless, bodiless, endless, imperishable, firm, everlasting unborn and independent he stands on his own greatness and having seen the self standing in his own greatness he looks on the wheel of the world as one who has alighted from a chariot looks on its revolving wheel and thus it is said If a man practices yoga for six months and is thoroughly free from the outer world, then the perfect yoga union, which is endless, high and hidden, is accomplished. But if a man, though well enlightened by the instruction, is still pierced by the gunas of passion and darkness and attracted to his children, wife and house then perfect yoga is never accomplished. After he has thus spoken to Brahadratha Sakayanya absorbed in thought bowed before him and said O King by means of this Brahma knowledge have the sons of Prajapati the Valakhilyas, gone to the road of Brahman Through the practice of yoga, a man obtains contentment, power to endure good and evil, and tranquility. Let no man preach this most secret doctrine to anyone who is not his son or his pupil, and who is not of a serene mind. To him alone, who is devoted to his teacher only, and endowed with all necessary qualities may he communicate it. Oh, having settled down in a pure place, let him being pure himself and firm in goodness, study the truth, speak the truth, think the truth, and offer sacrifice to the truth. Henceforth, he has become another By obtaining the reward of Brahman, his fetters are cut asunder. He knows no hope, no fear from others, as little as from himself. He knows no desires, and having attained imperishable, infinite happiness, he stands blessed in the true Brahman, who longs for a true man. Freedom from desires is, as it were, the highest prize to be taken from the best treasure, Brahman. For a man full of all desires, being possessed of will, imagination, and belief is a slave. But he who is the opposite is free. Here some say it is the guna That is, the so-called Mahat, the principle of intellect, which, according to the Sankhya's, is the result of the Gunas, or qualities, which, through the differences of nature acquired in the former states of existence, goes into bondage to the will, and that deliverance takes place for the Guna when the fault of the will has been removed. But this is not our view, because call it Guna, intellect, buddhi, manas, mind, Ahankara, egotism, it is not the mind that acts, but he sees by the mind as his instrument, he hears by the mind. And all that we call desire, imagination, doubt, belief, unbelief, certainty, uncertainty, shame, thought, fear, all that is but mind, manas. Carried along by the waves of the qualities, darkened in his imaginations, unstable, fickle, crippled, full of desires, vacillating, he enters into belief, believing I am he, this is mine, and he binds himself by himself as a bird with a net. Therefore a man being possessed of will, imagination and belief is a slave, but he who is the opposite is free. For this reason, let a man stand free from will imagination and belief this is the sign of liberty this is the path that leads to brahman this is the opening of the door and through it he will go to the other shore of darkness all the desires are there fulfilled and for this they quote a verse when the five instruments of knowledge stand still together with the mind and when the intellect does not move that is called the highest state having thus said sakayanya became absorbed in thought then marut that is the king brahadrata having bowed before him and duly worshipped him went full of contentment to the northern path for There is no way thither by any side road. This is the path to Brahman. Having burst open the solar door, he rose on high and went away. And here they caught, There are endless rays arteries for the self who, like a lamp, dwells in the heart, white and black, brown and blue, tawny and reddish. One of them, the Sushmana, leads upwards, piercing the solar orb. By it, having stepped beyond the world of Brahman, they go to the highest path. The other hundred rays rise upwards also, and on them, the worshipper reaches the mansions belonging to the different bodies of gods but the manifest rays of dim color which lead downwards. By them, a man travels on and on helplessly to enjoy the fruits of his actions here. Therefore, it is said that the Holy Aditya, son, is the cause of new births to those who do not worship him, of heaven to those who worship him as a God, of liberty to those who worship him as Brahman. Someone asks, of what nature are those organs of sense that go forth towards their objects? Who sends them out there or who holds them back? Another answers, their nature is the self. The self sends them out or holds them back. Also. The Apsaras, enticing objects of sense, and the solar rays, and other deities presiding over the senses. Now the sense devours the objects of the five rays, the organs of sense. Then, who is the Self? He who has been defined by the terms pure, clean, undeveloped, tranquil, etc who is to be apprehended independently by his own peculiar signs. That sign of him, who has no signs, is like what the pervading heat is on fire, but the purest taste of water, thus say some. It is speech, hearing, sight, mind, breath, thus say others. It is intellect retention, remembering knowledge, thus say others. Now all these are signs of the self in the same sense in which here on earth shoots are the signs of seed or smoke, light and sparks of fire. And for this they quote, As the sparks from the fire and as the rays from the sun, thus do his pranas and the rest in proper order again and again proceed from him here on earth. From this very self, abiding within his self, come forth all pranas, speech, etc., all worlds, all Vedas, all gods, and all beings. Its Upanishad, revelation, is that it is the true of the true. Now as from a fire of green wood, when kindled, Clouds of smoke come forth by themselves, though belonging to the fire. Thus, from that great being, has been breathed forth all this which is the Rig Veda, the Yajur Veda, the Samaveda, Veda, the Adarvankirasas Rasas Atharva Veda, the Itihasa, legendary stories, the Purana. Accounts of the creation, etc Vidya, ceremonial doctrines, the Upanishads, the slokas, verses interspersed in the Upanishads, etc. The Sutras compendious statements, the Anuvakyanas, explanatory notes, the Vakyanas, elucidations. All these things are his, This fire, the Grahapathya fire, with five bricks is the ear. And its five bricks are spring, summer, rainy season, autumn, winter, and by them the fire has a head, two sides, a centre, and a tail. This earth, Grahapathya fire, here is the first sacrificial pile for prajapati who knows the purusha the viraj it presented the sacrificer to vayu the wind by lifting him with his hands to the sky that vayu is prana hiranyagarbha prana is agni the dakshinangini fire and its bricks are the five vital breaths, prana, vyana, apana, samana, udhana, and by them the fire has a head, two sides, a center, and a tail. This sky, the Dachinangini fire, here is the second sacrificial pile for Prajapati who knows the purusha. It presented the sacrificer to Indra by lifting him with the hands to heaven. That Indra is Aditya, the sun. That Indra is the Agni, the Ahavanya fire, and its bricks are the Rick, the Yajush, the Saman, the Atarvanangiras, the Itihasa, and the Purana. And by them the fire As a head, two sides, a tail, and a center. This heaven, Ahavanya fire, is the third sacrificial pile for Prajapati, who knows the Purusha. With the hands it makes a present of the sacrificer to the knower of their self, Prajapati, then the knower of the self lifting him up presented him to Brahman. In him, he becomes full of happiness and joy. The earth is the Grahapatya fire, the sky, the Dakshina fire, the heaven, the Ahavanya fire, and therefore they are also the Pavamana, pure, the Pavaka, purifying, and suki. Brightness. By this, by the three deities, Pavamana, Pavaka, and Sukhi, the sacrifice of the three fires, the Grahapatya, Dakshinaya, and Advanya, is manifested. And because the digestive fire also is a compound of the Pavamana, Pavaka, and Sukhi, therefore that fire is to receive oblations, is to be laid with bricks, is to be praised and to be meditated on. The sacrificer, when he has seized the oblation, wishes to perform his meditation of the deity. The gold-colored bird abides in the heart and in the sun, a diver bird, a swan, strong in splendor. Him we worship in the fire, Having recited the verse, he discovers its meaning. Namely, the adorable splendor of Savitri son is to be meditated on by him who, abiding within his mind, meditates thereon. Here, he obtains the place of rest for the mind. He holds it within his own self. On this, there are the following verses. As a fire without fuel becomes quiet in its place, thus do the thoughts, when all activity ceases, becomes quiet in their place. Even in a mind which loves the truth and has gone to rest in itself, there arise when it is diluted by the objects of sense, wrongs resulting from former acts. For thoughts alone cause the round of births. Let a man strive to purify his thoughts. What a man thinks that he is. This is the old secret. By the serenity of his thoughts, a man blots out all actions, whether good or bad. Dwelling within his self with serene thoughts he obtains imperishable happiness. If the thoughts of a man were so fixed on Brahman as they are on the things of this world, who would not then be freed from bondage? The mind, it is said, is of two kinds, pure or impure. Impure from the contact with lust, pure when free from lust. When a man, having freed his mind from sloth, distraction and vacillation, becomes as it were delivered from his mind. That is the highest point. The mind must be restrained in the heart till it comes to an end. That is knowledge, that is liberty. All the rest or extensions of the ties which bind us to this life. That happiness which belongs to a mind which by deep meditation has been washed clean from all impurity and has entered within the self cannot be described here by words. It can be felt by the inward power only. Water in water fire in fire, ether in ether, no one can distinguish them. Likewise, a man whose mind has entered till it cannot be distinguished from the self attains liberty. Mind alone is the cause of bondage and liberty for men. If attached to the world, it becomes bound. If free from the world, that is liberty. Therefore, those who do not offer the Agnihotra as described above, who do not lay the fires with the bricks as described above, who are ignorant of the mind being the cause of the round of birds, who do not meditate on the self in the solar arb are debarred from remembering the ethereal place of Brahman. Therefore that fire is to receive oblations, is to be laid with bricks, is to be praised, to be meditated on. Adoration to Agni, the dweller on earth who remembers his world. Grant that world to this thy worshipper. Adoration to Vayu, the dweller in the sky, who remembers his world. Grant that world to this thy worshipper. Adoration to Aditya, the dweller in heaven, who remembers his world. Grant that world to this thy worshipper. Adoration to Brahman, who dwells everywhere, who remembers all. Grant all to this, thy worshipper. The mouth of the true Brahman is covered with a golden lid. Open that, O potion, son, that we may go to the true one who pervades all, Vishnu. He who is the person in the sun, I am he. And what is meant by the true one is the essence of the sun, that which is bright, personal, sexless, a portion only of the light which pervades the ether, which is as it were in the midst of the sun and in the eye and in the fire. That is Brahman. That is immortal. That is splendor. That is a true one, a portion only of the light which pervades the ether which is in the midst of the sun, the immortal, of which Soma, the moon, and the vital breaths also are offshoots. That is Brahman, that is immortal, that is splendor. That is the true one, a portion only of the light which pervades the ether which in the midst of the sun shines as Yajus, namely as Om, as water, light, essence, immortal, Brahman, Bhu, Bhuva, Sava, Om. The eight-footed, the bright, the swap, bound with three threads, the infinitely small, the imperishable, Blind for good and evil, kindled with light, he who sees him sees everything. A portion only of the light which pervades the ether are the two rays rising in the midst of the sun. That is the Noah, the sun, the true one. That is the Yajus. That is the heat. That is Agni, fire. That is Vayu, wind that is breath, that is water, that is the moon, that is bright, that is immortal, that is the place of Brahman, that is the ocean of light. In that ocean the sacrifices are dissolved like salt, and that is oneness with Brahman, for all desires are there fulfilled. And here they coat. Like a lamp moved by a gentle wind, he who dwells within the gods shines forth. He who knows this, he is the Noah. He knows the difference between the high and the highest Brahman. Having obtained unity, he becomes identified with it. They who rise up in endless number, like spray drops from the sea, like lightnings from the light within the clouds, in the highest heaven they when they have entered into the light of glory brahman appear like so many flame crests in the track of fire there are two manifestations of the brahma light one is tranquil the other lively of that which is tranquil the ether is the support of that which is lively food therefore To the former, sacrifice must be offered on the house altar with hymns, herbs, ghee, meat, cakes, stalipakha and other things. To the latter, with meat and drinks belonging to the great sacrifices thrown into the mouth, for the mouth is the Ahavanya fire. And this is done, to increase our bodily vigour, to gain the world of purity and for the sake of immortality. And here they quote, Let him who longs for heaven offer an Agnihotra. By an Agnihoma he wins the kingdom of Yama, by ukta the kingdom of Soma, by in sacrifice the kingdom of Surya, by an Atiratra sacrifice, the kingdom of Indra, by the sacrifices beginning with the twelve night sacrifice and ending with the thousand years sacrifice, the world of Prajapati. As a lamp burns so long as the vessel that holds the wick is filled with oil, these two, the self and the bright sun, remain so long as the egg of the world and he who dwells within it hold together. Therefore let a man perform all these ceremonies with the syllable Om at the beginning. Its splendor is endless and it is declared to be threefold in the fire of the altar, in the sun the deity, in the breath the sacrificer, Now this is the channel to increase the food which makes what is offered in the fire ascend to the sun. The sap which flows from thence rains down as with the sound of a hymn. By it there are vital breaths. From them there is offspring, and here they coat. The offering which is offered in the fire goes to the sun the sun rains it down by his rays thus food comes and from food the birth of living beings and thus he said the oblation which is properly thrown on the fire goes toward the sun from the sun comes rain from rain food from food living beings He who offers the Agnihotra breaks through the net of desire. Then cutting through bewilderment, never approving of anger, meditating on one desire, that of liberty, he breaks through the shrine of Brahman with its four nets and proceeds thence to the ether. For having there broken through the four spheres of the sun, the moon, the fire, and goodness, he then, being purified himself, beholds dwelling in goodness, immovable, immortal, indestructible, firm, bearing the name of Vishnu, the highest abode, endowed with love and truth, and omniscience, the self-dependent intelligence, Brahman, standing in its own greatness and here they caught in the midst of the Sun stands the moon in the midst of the moon the fire in the midst of fire goodness in the midst of goodness the eternal having meditated on him who has the breadth of a thumb within the span of the heart in the body who is smaller than small, he obtains the nature of the highest. There all desires are fulfilled. And on this they quote, having the breadth of a thumb within the span of the heart in the body, like the flame of a lamp, burning twofold or threefold, that glorified brahman the great god has entered into all the worlds om adoration to brahman adoration end of stanzas 22 to 38 of the 6th prapathaka of maitrayaniya upanishad Recording by Jyoti Taravanat Seventh Prapathaka of Maitrayaniya Upanishad translated by Max Muller. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jyoti Taravanath. Agni, the Gayatra, meter, the Trivrit, hymn, the Ratantara, song, the spring, the upward breath, prana, the nakshatras, the vasus, deities, these rise in the east, they warm, they rain, They praise the sun. They enter again into him, the sun. They look out for him, the sun. He, the sun, is inconceivable, without form, deep, covered, blameless, solid, unfathomable, without qualities, pure, brilliant, and the mighty, immeasurable, without beginning or end, blissful, unborn, wise, indescribable, the creator of all things, the self of all things, the enjoyer of all things, the ruler of all things, the center of the center of all things. Indra, the Tristubh the Pankadasa, hymn, the Brihat song, the Sama, the Thoroughgoing going breath, Vyana, Soma, the Rudras, these rise in the South. They warm, they rain, they praise, they enter again into Him, they look out for Him. He, the sun, is without end or beginning, unmeasured, unlimited, not to be moved by another, self-dependent, without sign, without form, of endless power, the Creator, the maker of light. The Maruts, the Gakati Mita, the Spathadasa, hymn, the Vairupa, song, the rainy season, the downward breath, Apana, Sukra, the Adityas, these rise in the west. They warm, they rain, they praise, they enter again into him, they look out for him, that is the tranquil, the soundless, fearless, sorrowless, joyful, satisfied, firm, immovable, immortal, eternal, true, the highest abode, bearing the name of Vishnu, the Devas, the Anustubh Meta, the Ekavimsa, hymn, the Vairaga, song, the autumn, The equal breath, Samana, Varuna, the Sadhyas, these rise in the north. They warm, they rain, they praise. They enter again into him. They look out for him. He is pure within, purifying, undeveloped, tranquil, breathless, selfless, endless. Mitra Varunavu the Pankhi Mita, the Trinava Trayana hymns, the Sakavara Raivtha, songs, the snowy, the dewy seasons, the outgoing breath, Udana, the Angiras, the moon, these rise above, they warm, they rain, they praise, they enter again into him, they look out for him, who is called Pranava, Om, the leader, consisting of light, without sleep, old age, death, and sorrow. Sunny, Saturn, Rahu, and Ketu, the ascending and descending nodes. The serpents, Rakshasas, Yakshas, men, birds, Sarabas, elephants, etc. These rise below, they warm, they rain. They praise, they enter again into him, they look out for him, he who is wise, who keeps things in their right place, the center of all, the imperishable, the pure, the purifier, the bright, the patient, the tranquil. And he is indeed the self, smaller than small, within the heart, kindled like fire, endowed with all forms, Of him is all this food, within him all creatures are woven, that self is free from sin, free from old age, from death and grief, from hunger and thirst, imagining nothing but what it ought to imagine, and desiring nothing but what it ought to desire. He is the highest Lord. He is the supreme master of all beings, the guardian of all beings, a boundary keeping all things apart in their right places. He, the self, the Lord, is indeed Sambhu, Bhava, Rudra, Prajapati, the creator of all, Iranyagarbha, the true breath, the swan, the ruler, of the eternal Vishnu Narayana. And he who abides in the fire, and he who abides in the heart, and he who abides in the sun, they are one and the same. To thee who art this, endowed with all forms, settled in the true ether, be adoration. Now follow the impediments in the way of knowledge, O King. This is indeed the origin of the net of bewilderment, that one who is worthy of heaven lives with those who are not worthy of heaven. That is it. Though they have been told that there is a grove before them, they cling to a small shrub. And others also who are always merry, always abroad, always begging, always making a living by handiwork, and others who are begging in towns, performing sacrifices for those who are not allowed to offer sacrifices, who make themselves the pupils of sudras, and sudras who know the sacred books, and others who are malignant, who use bad language, dancers, prize fighters, travelling mendicants, actors, those who have been degraded in the king's service, and others who for money pretend that they can lay the evil influences, yavyakshas, rakshasas, ghosts, goblins, devils, serpents, imps, etc., and others who falsely wear red dresses, earrings, and skulls, and others who wish to entice by the jugglery of false arguments, mere comparisons and paralogisms, the believers in the Veda. With all these, he should not live together. They are cleverly thieves and unworthy of heaven. And thus it is said, the world unsettled by the paralogisms of the denial of self, by false comparisons and arguments, does not know what is the difference between Veda and philosophy. Brahaspati, having become Sukra, brought forth that false knowledge for the safety of Indra and for the destruction of the Asuras. By it, they show that good is evil and that evil is good. They say that we ought to ponder on the new law which upsets the Veda and the other sacred books. Therefore, let no one ponder on that false knowledge. It is wrong. It is, as it were, barren. Its reward lasts only as long as the pleasure lasts, as with one who has fallen from his caste. Let that false science not be attempted, for thus it is said, widely opposed and divergent are these two, the one known as false knowledge, the other as knowledge. I, Yama, Believe, Nachiketas to be possessed by a desire of knowledge, even many pleasures do not move thee. He who knows at the same time both the imperfect, sacrifice, etc., and the perfect knowledge of the self, he crosses death by means of the imperfect and obtains immortality by means of the perfect knowledge. Those who are wrapped up in the midst of imperfect knowledge, fancying themselves alone, wise and learned, they wander about, floundering and deceiving, like the blind led by the blind. The gods and the demons, wishing to know the Self, went into the presence of Brahman, their father Prajapati. Having bowed before him, they said, O oh, Blessed One, We wish to know the self. Do thou tell us? Then, after having pondered a long while, he thought, These demons are not yet self-subdued. Therefore, a very different self was told to them from what was told to the gods. On that self, these deluded demons take their stand, clinging to it, destroying the true means of salvation, the Veda, preaching untruth. What is untrue, they see as true, as in jugglery. Therefore, what is taught in the Vedas, that is true. What is said in the Vedas, on that the wise keep their stand. Therefore, let a Brahman not read what is not of the Veda, or this will be the result. This is indeed the nature of it, the Veda, the supreme light of the ether, which is within the heart. This is taught as threefold in the fire, in the sun, in the breath. This is indeed the nature of it, the syllable Om of the ether, which is within the heart. By it, by the Om, that light starts, rises, breathes forth, becomes forever the means of the worship and knowledge of Brahman. That light in the shape of Om, when there is breathing, takes the place of the internal heat, free from all brightness. This is like the action of smoke. For when there is a breath of air, the smoke, first rising to the sky in one column, follows afterwards every bow, envelops it, and then takes its shape. It is like throwing salt into water, like heating ghee. The Veda comes and goes like the dissolving view of a master magician. And here they quote, Why then is it called like lightning? Because as soon as it comes forth as Om, it lights up the whole body. Therefore let a man worship that boundless light by the syllable Om. The man in the eye who abides in the right eye, he is Indra and his wife abides in the left eye. The union of these two takes place in the cavity within the heart and the ball of blood which is there. That is indeed the vigour and life of these two. There is a channel going from the heart so far and fixed in that eye. That is the artery for both of them being one divided into two. The mind excites the fire of the body, that fire stirs the breath and the breath moving in the chest produces the low sound. Brought forth by the touch of the fire as with a churning stick, it is at first a minim. From the minim, it becomes in the throat a double minim. On the tip of the tongue, know that it is a treble minim and when uttered, they call it the alphabet. He who sees this does not see death, nor disease, nor misery. For seeing, he sees all objectively, not as affecting him subjectively. He becomes all everywhere. He becomes Brahman. There is the person in the eye. There is he who walks as in sleep, he who is sound asleep, and he who is above the sleeper. These are the four conditions of the self, and the fourth is greater than all. Brahman with one foot moves in the three, and Brahman with three feet is in the last. It is that both the true in the fourth condition and the untrue in the three conditions may have their desert that the great self seems to become two. Yes, that he seems to become too. End of 7th Prapataka End of Maitrayaniya Upanishad Recording by Jyoti Taravanath